Hello, good morning, good afternoon to those who tuning in to the show once again. Last Word Productions. I am your host, Tavares Wilson. And guess what, guys? You guessed it. I always get the last word. And now, guys, first and foremost, man, I want to jump right into some NBA news about some recent news. So, first and foremost, if you guys aren't aware that the season has officially finalized the stat leaders in every major category. So, first and foremost, man, I want to congratulate Stephen Curry for winning his second scoring title of his career. He just finished the season averaging 32 points per game, playing absolutely lights out night in and night out on a consistent basis. And it's just something that you don't really see out of players these days. And a lot of people doubted the fact that whether or not he was going to be able to get the Warriors to this point where they at with Clay out, with the absence and the departure of Kevin Durant, with Draymond Green in and out of the lineup with injuries and suspensions, whatever the case may be. Including myself, I wasn't a believer, but, you know, he's done something that a lot of people didn't think he would do, and that's simply give his team a fighting chance to go to the playoffs. Now, do I think they're going to go? No, I think the Lakers write them off after a single game. But after that, and still nonetheless, it's impressive by Steph what he has done. Now, with that being said, guys, Steph, again, led the league in points per game at exactly 32 points per game. Then for assists per game, you have Russell Westbrook, my guy, the guy who actually just broke the record for all-time triple-doubles in his career in NBA history. Let me just add that back in there. He surpassed the big old Oscar Robertson to have the most triple-doubles in NBA history and counting. Let's just get that straight. He averaged 11.7 assists this season. This season, excuse me. Even despite the fact he started the season off terribly, he turned around after the All-Star break. He was easily by far one of the best and hottest players coming off the All-Star break. And he just expanded on that and he capitalized each and every night on what he was given. And honestly, the way him and Bradley Bill are both clicking right now is going to be scared out east. I'm not saying these guys are going to upset the the Nets or anything like that, whoever they may play, which may be the next if they beat the Celtics. But this isn't a team that a lot of people aren't willing to play right now. The Nets, they can pretty much beat anyone. But if they would have faced a team like Miami or a team like even the Bucks, I would have gave them a fighter's chance. Now, rebounds per game goes to a guy who I've been saying for years is a very underrated player, and I think that goes what I was saying to Clint Capella, man. He averaged 14.3 rebounds per game this year. This is a guy who I said in Houston, if he's given the chance to actually grow into a role instead of just being a person who catches lobs the entire day and just sits under the post, he can grow into something. You know, I mean, his game hasn't widely expanded since being with Atlanta, but they do get him involved in more pick-and-roll actions. They get him more involved in center screens, you know, cutting to the basket, making things happen without the ball. He, that's, that's not something he did in Houston at all. So it's really, really good to see that he's starting to expand his role, and this just led to more of an impactful player. As you can see, he's just led the, the league in rebounds per game. Now, with steals per game, we had Jimmy Butler, one of the best two-way defenders in the league and has been for quite some time. He averaged over two steals per game at exactly 2.1 insane number 
This is a guy who literally, him and Kawhi Leonard at one point, I'm not sure if this is still true or not, but I believe about, I want to say, this is a stat line from about two, three years ago, saying that basically Kawhi Leonard and Jimmy Butler are the only players in the NBA that has, that has more recorded career steals than career fouls. Absolutely incredible stat line, and that still may stand true for both guys. Now, blocks per game, we have Miles Turner, a guy who is averaging 3.4 blocks per game. This is the definition of a rim protector, man. I mean, relentless defender, long-rangey, athletic. This is a guy who has always been a pretty good rim protector. Just can never seem to stay healthy and put his game fully together and become the talent you truly think he could be. Because to me, he has the, the make and model to be exactly what Anthony Davis is. I think he can be that. I, he has, if, if not Anthony Davis, at least Carl Anthony Towns, but a better defender. So, I mean, that's still practically Anthony Davis. I mean, he's a great rim protector. He can play from outside, inside, inside out, whatever you need him to do on the offensive end. I just don't see what's really his holding him back mentally. I mean, maybe the injuries, he isn't a guy who stays on the court fully. So maybe it could be that. Maybe that has, you know, had a little wear and tear on him mentally and just psychological. It's more psychological than anything right now. But at the end of the day, man, this is a talented dude, man. I hope he pans it out. Miles Turner is someone I've been rooting for. Now, with that being said, guys, I want to get off into, right into the playing tournament games. As we all know, this is something new the NBA is trying out. So basically, all the play-in tournament games is, guys, it's going to be the 7th through the 10th seeds that are going to compete for the last two final spots in the, for the postseason, excuse me. So the higher seed has to win a single game to move on. The lower seed that is facing that higher seed will have to win two games to move on. So with that being said, we're going to start off out in the East. You have the... Washington Wizards taking on the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics team, mind you, that is missing Jalen Brown, their second-best player. This is going to be a tall task for the Celtics, man. And I honestly think if they don't even make the playoffs this year, I think it may be time to hang it up on Brad Stevens, man. I really do. And I hate to say it because I don't think he's a bad coach. I don't, I don't think his struggles as a or the struggles the Celtics have faced as an organization, it, it just doesn't lay on his shoulders alone. I mean, it's, it's a lot that's been going on wrong with this team. Ownership hasn't been superb like it usually has been in the past memory. You know, the talent that comes in and out of the door seems to just do exactly that, come in and just go out. Doesn't seem like they want to stay. And on top of that, I mean... Brad Stevens seems just to be one of those guys who was excelled at the college level and just he plateaued at the NBA level and just that was it. I mean, at the end of the day, man, he's had talent come in and out of the door through Boston. Hasn't done anything out of it. Hasn't appeared in the finals out of it. Nothing. I mean, if your if your accomplishment with guys like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kyrie Irving, every Bill, Isaiah Thomas, who was MVP, you know, you got these kind of caliber, high caliber players and scores, and the highest thing you could peak out of all these teams was a conference final appearance. It's a problem. I mean, it's a problem. I'm sorry, it just is. And out in, out in the East, it wasn't. 
that many dominant teams out of the East. I mean, LeBron himself went to eight straight finals. That tells me the competition, yeah, the LeBron is a dominant player, but at the end of the day, a, the better team should win. Not the better player, it's a team sport. And I love LeBron. I think he's the GOAT, but still, if you're a better team, you should win. I mean, that's that's just how I always looked at it. I mean, I could be wrong, but I just don't see it. Man. I, just, I just, especially if the Celtics miss the playoffs this year. They miss the playoffs this year. I think it's time for Brad Stevens to hang it up, man. Now, with that being said, I do believe the Washington Wizards will win this play-in tournament. And I do believe Brad Stevens' time as a Celtic will be all but over. I mean, 9 out of 10 times is not going to happen. But if it was me, if I was a Celtics owner, I would be finished with them. Now, with that being said, the next play-in tournament out east will be the Pacers taking on the Hornets. Same rules apply. The Pacers had to beat the Hornets one time to move on. The Hornets had to beat them twice. Had the Pacers taken this, DeMontis Sabonis, man, he has been a man possessed in the last couple games. I think he's averaging 24 and 15 right now. He's he's playing lights out, man. And he's one of the guys who I said for the longest, this guy is underrated as well. Same thing I said about Miles Turner. It's the same thing I used to say about Clint, Clint Capella as well. Big men that are actually good in our league are being overlooked. I mean, it's it's asinine to me because they all so happen to be bigs, you know, powerful center type guys, and they're being overlooked because this is a, a wing dominant league now. Like it just is. Now with that being said, I see the Pacers take this as well. Let's head out west, man. We got the Lakers taking on the, the Warriors. As you all probably seen recently, LeBron has said that he believes Steph Curry is the MVP of this season. I don't believe Steph is on the MVP. I think Nikola, Nikola Jokic will receive that honor as much as he deserves it because he has been absolutely phenomenal this past season. And he's done it while Jamal Murray has been out, their second best player. So I, I have to hit. I have to get into Nikola Jokic, man. And from that being said, I still take the Lakers taking out the Warriors in the very first game, man. I mean, if I will say this, if the Warriors were to somehow beat the Lakers and take push it to a game two, it would be very interesting. Cause I'm not sure what would happen if they pushed it to a second game. Now, with that being said, the next team we have out west, we have the Grizzlies taking on the Spurs. Now, the Grizzlies just have to beat the Spurs once to move on. The Spurs have to beat the Grizzlies twice. Now, this will be the first game, first in play-in tournament, guys, that I'm going with the lowest seed. I truly believe the Spurs are going to knock off the Grizzlies. I, it's not that I don't believe the Grizzlies don't have the talent or personnel to do it. Love John Morant. I love Kyle Anderson. You know, I like how they got JJ back from the injury. You know, it's 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 good. It's good that they have these pieces, these young pieces at that. But I, it's just something telling me about San Antonio, man. They just too well coached. Demar Derozan has had yet another sleeper season. Just too, just too well coached of a team, man. And then I love Deontay Murray, man. Um, is it Deontay Murray, the, the young point guard? Um, I'm, I may be confusing his last name right now, but I believe it's Deontay Murray. 
and it's it's just hard to bet against the better coach team, man. It's really hard, and I I believe the Spurs will take this game. I mean, this playing series. Now, with that being said, guys, I want to get off into some NFL news. Let's just transition on over to exactly what had occurred today. So, Ryan Karen getting a former All-Pro pass rusher, actually, of the Washington football team, has actually signed with a division rival in the Philadelphia Eagles. And this is a signing that happened earlier today, and it honestly is something that I wanted the Dolphins to do. I love Ryan Kerrigan. I think he's a, at this point in his career, he's a, he's a rush specialist. He's a pass rush specialist. He can come in, give you good two or three downs each pass situation. He can come in, be fresh-legged. I think this is a guy who still holds a lot of value, and I think the Eagles has gotten himself a steal in the signing. Now, that being said, there were reports going out in many camps, rookie mini camps, about a lot of teams. And we're going to start with the Jaguars first and foremost, guys. And I'm not sure if y'all are aware of this, but Travis Etienne has been taking majority of his practice reps at receiver. I'm not exactly sure what the Jazz are planning over there, but I'm not too psyched about seeing him line up at slot a whole bunch. I'm just not. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I think he's that kind of talent, but... Even Le'Veon Bell and his prime still is lined up in the backfield more than not. I don't want to see him out wide and not making plays in the backfield like how he should be. It'll be better for him in the long run. I mean, get hit less, get more money as a receiver than a running back. So, yeah, it will be. But I think he's a running back, man. He's a good one at that. And staying in the Jacksonville area, you got Trevor Lawrence, who was actually limited in the amount of throws that he was allowed to make due to a shoulder injury. But even with that being said, they said the guy looked absolutely phenomenal. I mean, what do you expect? <laughs> Guys are saying he's the best quarterback prospect since ever. Peyton Mandy, Andrew Luck type prospect. I mean, this is a guy who many believe will be the very next big thing. I, I have to see it still. He's not a guy who's lost at all in his career. He's going to be losing a lot in Jacksonville. He just is. They're in a tough division. They got. A t they have a tough schedule, man. I mean, that schedule is tough. It's, it's not going to be easy for them. But with all that being said, they still have to worry about their division first and foremost, man. I mean, you have the Texans are a dumpster fire. You're not worried about the Texans. But you have the Colts, a very, very good team. Then you got the Titans, another very, very good team. It's hard to see them overcoming all of that because of Trevor Lawrence. I mean, it's just being honest, guys. And another other news around the NFL, guys, is simply put, I mean, I'm a Dolphins fan, so I'm going to be a little biased right now, but... I seen Jalen Waddle heard his press conference sounds real, real cool, calm and collected and ready to work. I love it. I love to see that Fields is taking on this, this you know the you live long enough to see yourself become a villain type role. He's a guy that truly has a chip on his shoulder at this point. And I think and this is a bold prediction. I haven't done any record predictions yet because, you know, it's still really, really early. Off-season isn't really here yet. Well, it's here, but, you know, training camp, things like that. But this is a too early prediction for me. 
if Aaron Rodgers is truly traded from the Packers, and this is a big if, and this is I'm still may keep this even if Aaron Rodgers stays with the Packers. And if you guys have listened to me, you know I'm a huge Rodgers fan. So this says a lot coming from me. If Aaron Rodgers leaves the Green Bay Packers, it is for certain the Bears will win this division, that division. There's no other way around it. If Aaron Rodgers somehow truly does make it out of Green Bay, that division is the Bears. That's it. You're not worried about Jared Goff and the Lions, and you're not worried about Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Even though I believe Kirk Cousins and the Vikings had done tremendous things this offseason and in the draft, that's not something about you're worried about. That's not a team you should be necessarily trying to convince yourself is going to be someone to threaten for your division. Will they be the best team you probably would play? But this isn't a team that I'd be worried about at all if I was the Bears, if I'm being just truthfully honest with you all. Now, with that being said, guys, first and foremost, man, I have a lot of expectations and I have a lot of things I want to see this upcoming season, man, from each and every team. You know, it's seven... 17 games now. We're going to see how that turns out for a lot of people. And I love the love, love the fact that Atlanta players wear any jersey number they want now. I think that is beautiful, man. I think it just adds more swag into the game, honestly. Now, with that being said, guys, this is a little bit of a shorter episode. So I want to thank y'all for tuning in to the show once again. Please be sure to like and subscribe to the channel. Leave a comment below. Let me know what y'all think. What you know, what y'all want me to talk about next time. I will be doing the player backgrounds at the end of each episode again. The only reason I haven't done what this episode is simply put, I haven't really been putting anything out. I wanted to get something out there, get y'all some material, let y'all hear me again, let me know, let y'all know, excuse me, that I haven't forgot about y'all. I will be putting out more content, so y'all keep an eye out within the next two to three days for another video, another podcast to come out. Remember, I'm on Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, Spotify, all of the good stuff. Remember, ultimately, I'm on YouTube as well, man, if all that fails. So thank y'all guys for your time. Y'all have a great night. Have a great morning. Whatever time y'all listen to this again. And I'll see y'all in the next one.